This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up today, we check in with Mandy Urich. She's turkey hunting and getting ready for the opener and trying to find time to do them both. It's all coming up. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much some trout the fishes all tremble at the thought of me when i'm f-i-s-h-double-i-n for bunyan country if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades northwest technical college in bemidji is for you explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths automotive building trades business health child care and manufacturing technology all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Bro, the coolest people are on fishing pole bunion country, and Kevin Jackson, too. Whenever I have her on the air, I say it's been too long because it always is. But she's back, and Mandy Urich is joining us. Mandy, thanks for being back on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It does feel like it's been a bit. Well, we were talking about your uh, TV adventures, and then you went on uh, uh, several epic fishing trips, I believe, uh, on hard and soft water, and uh, now you're finally back. I am back, and I'm, I'm happy to be back because <laughs> there's no snow. <laughs> Our lakes are opening up. It's 60 degrees out right now, and I got foot flops on my feet. So nice. The world is grand. <laughs> well, we'll get into what's going on in, in your world right now, but uh, tell us a little bit about some of the trips. I know you were going to make a Canadian ice fishing trip, and I thought you were going down to do some uh, softwater fishing, too. Yeah, you're going to be real disappointed in that. Uh-oh. Unfortunately, I didn't get to do either. Oh. <laughs> what? And I am devastated. Yes. Um, you know that four-letter word, work? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, unfortunately, even when you have time already pre-planned off, uh, emergencies arise. And, yeah, this will be my, my my year that I look forward to for, for my month of April in, in Epic, uh, jumping all over the place. And I didn't get to do it, and I, I am pretty sad because obviously one of those trips was uh, to be down south at the Bassmaster Classic again. Oh yeah, and was not able to be there in person to watch one of my best friends, Jeff Gustafson, take home the big trophy. Wow, that is that's uh, unfortunate. Correct. Uh, so I, I was definitely I was probably more sad about that than anything. I could have skipped the rest of the fishing trips, but it would have been nice to be there in person. But I'll get to see him here uh, shortly when we uh, we go to do the Lund. Uh, photo shoot and commercial shoot coming up here in a few weeks. Well, you mentioned you have some open water there, so has your boat been in the water yet? It has not been in the water yet. <laughs> it is going in the water tomorrow. Ooh, all right. All and right. I am 
super excited. Yes, uh, obviously we're not a hundred percent ice free here, especially on some of our our larger lakes. But it's it's going pretty quick. I would assume in the next day, everything should be a hundred percent ice free. So it's go time. I I yeah. look forward to this this little bit here. We're we're always struggling, right? Do we go turkey hunting? Do we go crappie fishing? Do we go pan fishing? Well. Since there was multiple feet of snow on the ground into, until a few weeks ago, a lot of people opted to turkey hunt in the snow. So now hopefully once they filled their tags and the water's uh, open, they're going to jump in the boat and, and head out for some panfish. Have you uh, turkey hunted yet? <laughs> I have. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to say I could have my own sideline like weekly update and just call it like, Mandy's Murphy Law Mishaps. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> so I I've been you know I've been chasing these Minnesota turkeys around, and this year I was super excited because I had not one but two toms show up on my own personal property, and I was so excited. I, I patterned these guys, I followed them around, I did everything right, and my birthday was the opener of sea season. So I, I already had my blind out for the night before, everything set up, and I'm waiting for these turkeys to come down. I don't hear a peep, and I'm calling. I'm not getting any responses, and it's like four hours. Finally, I'm frustrated, and i got to use the restroom. So I get up, and I book all the way across my property back to the house. I cannot make this up. I go in the <laughs> house. I use the restroom. I look out the front window. And there the two toms are with a hen in my front yard. In my front yard! I will send you the picture. I will text message to you so you know that I am not lying about this. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, my shotgun is in my blind on the north 40 of my property. And I'm like, I quick run to the to the gun case, and I've got other shotguns in there. And I grab another shotgun, and I'm like, all of my four-shot ammo shells are in my backpack in my hunting blind. I literally, I have bullets in there, but I didn't have any shotgun shells. And I'm like, all those are out in the shop. So there I sat, watching these turkeys in my front yard chase the sun around <laughs> in tears. And I haven't seen them since. Oh. Yep. So now I got to wait till F season to get another shot. Okay. Well, I, you know, I was laughing at it, and then you said you were in tears, and now I feel bad that I laughed about it. <laughs> well, I was literally like, what a better birthday present, right? Right. Then to be able to shoot a turkey, not only on your birthday, but on your property. And then I was like, this is some weird twist of fate. Just another little poke in the ribs from Mother Nature or someone above of next time, don't leave your gun in blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, you do have a few stories like that. I'm serious. Murphy's Law is always in full effect. I think I really am just bad luck. Oh. Well, at least you're going to get on the water tomorrow. Have you heard from others who have been on the water already? Yes, I have. Uh, it's good. Okay. Already. Crappies are moving. Uh, there's already on certain smaller bodies of water with smaller bays with tannic water, like water temps up to 52, 53 degrees. Really? So, wow. Yes. I'm crazy. I know. So I actually have a, a crappie tournament coming up this weekend. So hence why I need to be on the water the next couple of days trying to, to figure out where these guys are at. If, uh, you know, they're transitioning out of the, the deep holes and making their way towards, you know, the shallow waters. So I'm so excited. Get out the puddle jumpers. We didn't have a late ice season here in Brainerd because we got that additional 16 inches of snow and our ice went to 
heck. Yeah. And I look forward to that. I love sight fishing crappies with puddle jumpers. No electronics, late ice, and didn't get to do it. So busting out my puddle jumpers and busting out my 132nd little panfish jigs, trying to get some sunfish too. Yeah, I just want to go catch a pile. There's Mm -hmm. nothing better, just like being a little kid, than going out and having an epic day of crappie panfish and just like as fast as you can chuck out your casting bobber, like watching it go down, reeling them in, throwing them back, doing it again. Well, I got to say congratulations to all my friends over in the Brainerd area for setting the record for snow this year. I'm sure you guys were all excited about that. No, no, it wasn't (laughs) at all. No, I'm sure you weren't. I was supposed to be there for the Walleye Alliance dinner, and then we got a winter storm warning. I mean, uh, I did not expect that to be a factor on April 21st, but it was. Unbelievable. I, I was wondering why you weren't there. I'm lucky enough to literally live about 500 yards from that event center. Yeah. So <laughs> I made it in the blizzard, no problem, down the road to get there. But, yeah, unfortunately, uh, quite a few people weren't able to make it, but it was a great event. Uh, Mark Bellacoupi, who's now the new Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager, had a, a really great presentation uh, on walleye. Yeah, he uh, I, I, that surprised me. I thought I didn't hear about it. You know, I didn't uh, get the word, and all of a sudden, Nate was telling me that. So then I called him up and said, "You're in the Northwest region, and you didn't even call me." That that hurts, Mark. But <laughs> I know that's a big promotion. We're, we're we're super super happy for him, but at the same time, we're super sad to to lose him here in the Brainerd Lakes area as a phenomenal fishery supervisor. And Eric is my guest, and we've got a lot more to cover before we call it a day. This is Mandy here, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. The magnificent Mandy Urich is my guest today. And Mandy, as we look ahead to the soft water season, which it looks like you're going to have all your waters open by then. We probably will. I wouldn't have said that a week and a half ago, but I'm saying it now. Um, what do you think down there? How is the walleye situation in general in the Brainerd Lakes area, in your opinion? Great. Okay. Uh, I mean, besides above and beyond looking at, at, at Mark's you know numbers that, that he relays to us, what we've been seeing you know, over the last couple of years is phenomenal. Uh, we definitely, like in the Gull Lake chain there we it, when you go to fish you can't it's hard to catch those 17 to 19 inches but it, it's there you're catching just a pile of those 23 to 28 inches i mean those year classes have, have really exploded and there's a lot of big walleye in there that's you know super fun to to catch and release and just overall in in, in our lakes areas it's getting better and we always worry right because we we have so much pressure. We have so much pressure from from tourism and, and guiding and people coming into our area to use these resources. But whatever they're doing with 
you know, with their management techniques is, is definitely paying off because we're, we're seeing a lot of walleye. We're seeing a lot of big walleye. That's awesome. And, and uh, I mean, it, it's the, you want that because that sets the tone for the season. Even if walleye is not your number one thing, you know, you want to be on the water opening weekend. You want to catch some fish. And then when your fish start biting, your bass, uh, muskies, whatever it is you're into, uh, it just, that opening weekend really can set the tone for a lot of people. It, it does, and it will. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, here again, we always talk about it, a family tradition. You know, a lot of people that don't, don't fish a lot will fish on, on opening weekend. So, like I said, I always find the teeny tiny lake up in the sticks somewhere far, far away from busy accesses. Yep. <laughs> and I try to spend a nice, quiet day on the water. So, um, you know, we're hearing a lot up here about... Uh, you know, minnows and, and the shortage of minnows, same situation for you guys? It, that's a pretty interesting topic. Um, it's hit or miss. And all about who's got the hookups, how early they got their orders in. Um, they have bait right now, how okay. long they will have bait and how much bait they will have. I mean, just for opener in itself, it's really unpredictable. Um, there's a lot of a lot of concerned people out there, uh, just not on the bait shop and tackle shop side, but obviously if people are traveling through the Brainerd Lakes area, even if this isn't their destination and they're heading further you know, north, we have some pretty prominent um, tackle shops here that they stop and they pick their bait up here, mm-hmm. you know? So to be able to, to provide not only for, for this opening weekend, but uh, for the entire season, I don't know. Time's going to tell, but it doesn't sound good. What is the biggest issue, as far as you know? What's what's going on? So there's a there's a few issues there. Obviously, when we get winters like this, right, <laughs> a ton of snow on top of the ice, which stops the sunlight passing through, which stops the photosynthesis, which means all the vegetation dies, right? When it dies, it eats up all the oxygen, and you have big fish kills. So a lot of these ponds that the uh, big producers have died out. Yeah. You know, they, mm-hmm. they died out. And then on top of it, you know, dealing with uh, some diseases within the bait industry itself that are naturally occurring. So numbers were already down and stretched to begin with. And then, you know, add a winter like this where it's killing a, you know, whole, whole bait ponds that they rely on for reproduction throughout the season is not good. It, it, and to be able to restart and, and, and start over, they're a couple of years out, mm. you know, and we can't, we can't import, um, we can't import those minerals in out of state to, to even jumpstart, let's say, that natural reproduction for those ponds. So a, a lot of issues, it's a really hot ticket item. Yeah. Right now in the legislature with DNR, with the public, and I'm staying out of it. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the smart move there. <laughs> I'm glad right now I'm going crappie fishing and pan fishing with plastics and artificials, and then hopefully I'll just go right into bass season where we don't use live bait anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing, you know, walleyes love live bait. We know that. I mean, there's there's a lot of really effective artificial out there, but there really is a difference. Live bait does make a difference with walleye. That's a fact. Correct, and it's, it's the old school. It's the best all-around bait there is for every species, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a jig and a minnow and a bobber goes a long way. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And I'm assuming, you know, I mean, when we get get out there opening weekend, I mean, there's there's no surprises opening weekend. It's always shallow, uh, warm water, um, you know, by the river mouths if there if there are river mouths in your particular lake, and it's jig and minnow. That's it's yep. pr- pretty basic. Yeah, it, that's that, it's right on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, that it and it doesn't matter if the ice went out uh, the day before the opener or a month before the opener. It's still going to be the same. So, so that's easy. That one's an easy one. Anything else out there that's going on that you find really interesting right now as we get ready for fishing? Huh, that's a good question. I will say, I, I know we were complaining about getting all the snow in the Brainerd Lakes area and like setting these massive records all over the place. But considering that drought that we had a few years ago and how far down our lakes were, mm-hmm. um, I will be very, very interested as soon as I get on the water to see where our current lake levels are at. I think we took a really big jump in the right direction and hopefully are back at, you know, at normal OHF levels, uh, if not just a little bit below. So there were some benefits to all the snow. <laughs> okay. So, um, are you? I mean, we meant you mentioned uh, season F. Are are you done now? Till is this, what does season F mean? Is that fall? No. Okay, so, that's the, that's one of the spring seasons still. Yep, yep. It's one of the spring seasons. So okay. if you had a tag from a, an earlier season run, unable to fill that tag, you don't have to buy another tag for F season. It's the last season in the spring season. Um, so your earlier tag is still applicable for that one, but it, it's usually hard, right? Like mm-hmm. late season turkey hunting, normally they're kind of done mating and everybody goes quiet and kind of, you know, scoots back to the, back to the woods. So it, it, it definitely makes it much more difficult. We are lucky up north compared to southern Minnesota. Obviously their, their seasons, they might start the same, but things started off a lot earlier down there because they were snow free compared to to up here so with having that snow super late those birds actually dissipated um, out of their larger groups later and have you know are just i feel just now starting to get into the the ak full uh mating season and you're checking in we'll wrap it up with her next hi this is nate blazing of the nissua guide league and i'm doing my best to keep kevin jackson from embarrassing himself Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. I'm Chuck Hassey, Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Mandy Urich is a busy, busy person. She likes to hunt, she likes to fish, and Mandy, once fishing season kicks in, I mean, are you going to be able to find some time to go after that turkey? <laughs> Isn't that always the problem? I will, saying, I, will, I will make time. I will make time, but you never know. I mean, if the weather's super nice, it's hard to get off the water. Uh, but I will say, I have no problem getting up super early, spending two or three hours in the blind, and if nothing comes to my call, I definitely will be in the boat. Okay. 
you know, I'm just amazed at as how turkey hunting. I mean, we, you know, it was basically relegated to the southern half of the state for a long time, but now it's up here, of course, too. And how popular it has become in a very uh, quick time. And I think just that that ability, even though this spring sucked by and large, but that ability to be out there in springtime is is what makes it. I think you know, really appealing to a lot of people. Oh, it's great. Like I said, I, I never I never really focused here in the spring. I was always going to South Carolina or going down to Florida to turkey hunt. You know, they had open water and everything was in bloom and it was great, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then hopefully by the time I came home, then we would, you know, have no snow kind of a deal. So to, to really switch gears the last few years and, and get into it, here, you know, locally and not having to travel is nice, let alone now finally seeing birds back on my property, which I haven't had turkeys here in about eight years. Once those big Fourth of July storms came through and, you know, they straight line winds took down everything. I had, a, you know, lots of giant oaks and nice oak savanna and that was all gone. Mm. So uh, to, to see the birds back in our area specifically right where I'm at is, is, is really fun. Well, the uh, you said you got you've been hunting in other states. How many states have you uh, shot a turkey in? Oh, let's see, multiples probably yeah. six or seven times. I've been to South Carolina. I really love South Carolina hunting. It's got just so many different topographies and areas to hunt. South Dakota, Florida, Missouri, and now Minnesota. So I haven't got too far out there, but I haven't had to get too far out there. <laughs> All right. Well, I, and I don't understand why is it so, it seems like it's so easy and I'm going to places that I'm not familiar with, you know, not as familiar as I obviously am with my own property and surrounding areas and don't seem to have an issue getting on birds. And, <laughs> you know, I'm home here and I, I know every square inch of, of my property and I'm still getting out with it. Wow. Well... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe Minnesota turkeys are just smarter than South Carolina turkeys. I, honestly, I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a ways to catch up with uh, Matt Brewer. Then, of course, he's. Uh, I think he wants to get one in every state that has turkeys. I think, and he's getting close. Oh yeah, Matty's all over the place, which is super fun to to, to follow him when he goes on his, these epic little adventures everywhere. And, and I think that would be something that would be super cool. It, you know, if I could get into it a little bit more hardcore, I've got a lot of buddies that obviously do the ground slam every year. Um, for me, it's just not applicable because we're fishing by then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. We are. All right. So, you know, I mean, like we already talked about it, Jig and Minnow. Anything else that you think would be a word to the wise for opening weekend if, if uh, the traditional stuff ain't working? <sighs> I always say it. Pack for multi-species. There's absolutely no reason why you don't have a a crappie rod or a crappie sunfish and ultralight rod uh, already rigged up and in the boat. Um, You know, get get out your puddle jumpers, get out your your little teeny tiny plastics, have some beetle spins in there just in case you can't get on those walleye. You've got that. Um, And you can also pull cranks. Pulling cranks uh, in super shallow waters at that time of year it, it, for walleye is also a really good option. Okay. Well, before we wrap it up, uh, are you ready for another Fast Five? Oh, boy. Bring it on. Okay. Fast Five for Mandy Urich. Three. Four. Fast Five. 
Question number one. Mandy, what is the biggest fish you've ever caught? Uh, 69 and three-quarter inch sturgeon. Rainy. <laughs> you know, I get a lot of rainy river sturgeon for my answer to that question. <laughs> All right, you know, we get a few saltwater guys to talk about, you know, but most people, it's the sturgeon, for sure. Question number two, who's your favorite all-time actor? Brad Pitt. (laughs) All right, and actress? Olivia, and I can't think of her last name. Olivia. Okay, Which, which Olivia, what was she in? Uh, she was in a, a doctor TV series, and then, oh goodness, uh, I'm having a brain fart and I shouldn't. <laughs> I, I just think she is just, uh, just so diverse from what I've seen her in, and she she stands out. She's not the, the cookie cutter takes, you know, certain types of roles, and I can't think of her last name, I'm sorry, it's horrible. That's okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do a search, I'll do a search, and I'll edit it in. Editing it in, based on what I can figure out, it's Olivia Wilde. Now back to our pre-recorded show. Question number three. What is the best way to eat fish? Pan fried with butter. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Question number four. Who's your favorite Seinfeld character? Kramer. I know. That's To me, that's easy. That was easy. Everybody loves Kramer. Well, yeah, except uh, the last person I asked said, well, Jerry. Jerry's boring. Kramer, he's the man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, finally, question number five. Besides Minnesota, where is your favorite place to fish? Florida. Florida because it's warm? Oh, I shouldn't say that. Okay, this is going to be, this is a hard one. Okay. Because realistically, Ontario, hands down, (laughs) for open water and ice fishing, I think is one of the the greatest places in the world to fish. But I do like Florida because you can fish salt water and fresh water, and it's warm. So let's give them a 50-50 tie. Okay, okay. I think they're, uh, you know, those are both excellent options. I think I would prefer the fishing in Ontario just because it's more familiar of the fish I like. But, yeah, Florida is not a bad place to be in, say, February. So. Correct. And if you can go, if we had 10-plus pound bass here, that, you know, or in Ontario, that hands down it would, be, it would be a no-brainer. But the fact that if you are fishing bass down in there at certain times of year while it's warm and obviously open water, the chance of being able to catch a, a giant like that uh, really piques my interest. All right. And, and I'll give, give you the last word on this. Um, when, we, when you're getting ready for the opener, make sure you have everything set before you drive to the access, right? Yeah. So, obviously, check your tires. Make sure, you know, everything's greased. Make sure your batteries are charged. Make sure that your batteries have fluid in them. Uh, make sure that you've got your fire extinguisher. Make sure that you have life vests for everybody. Make sure somebody knows where you're going exactly so that if, gosh forbid, something should happen, they're able to to check in on you. Don't drink while on the water, and be kind to everybody at the access. She's Mandy Urich. She's one of our favorites, and she's a busy person but took time for us today. So, Mandy, thank you so much, and good luck crappie fishing this weekend. Awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Fish